Welcome to Quality Perks, the podcast that not only delves into the intricacies of contact center quality management, but also uncovers the personal stories of industry leaders. Brought to you by BPA Quality, your trusted partner in enhancing customer experiences. And we are live. Welcome to VPA Quality's uh, Coffee and Quality Chat. We have the illustrious Yvette Renda. I thought you were going to say me and then say illustrious and then. Sorry, I know you're, okay, you're the superstar. You. You're the superstar here. And good, uh, good. I digress. I, I apologize. So. But uh, we definitely have some good news with Yvette being here. She is what we call a connoisseur of coffee. So we're going to learn a lot, Mm -hmm. not only about quality, call center quality and customer experience, but also about coffee um, from her. And definitely looking forward to that. And of course, you know, Neil Eggers. Good morning. So, Vet, we start. Yeah, we start this off by what we're drinking. What are we drinking? And a special Friday episode of Quality Perks, mm-hmm. right? Usually we're here on Tuesday, but we we figured we'd cap the week off with an episode. So we'll start start with coffee. What are we having today? And tell us something about your coffee that we didn't know. Mm, well, I'm having a delicious. Are you able to see it, Andrea Ruby Coffee mm-hmm. from Joe's Coffee? I absolutely love coffee, but this one has hints of blood orange, plum, and pear. So a very fruity coffee, and it's quite delicious. So I saved it for today so I could have a nice little chat with both of you. Very um, nice. So how do you now what do you how do you take your coffee? Completely black. And see? Is it you as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not me. You know, I was a little bit of a snob when it came to adding anything to coffee. I thought, oh, drinking it black is the only way to really get the flavors. But because I found I actually have a hidden talent with coffee, I can really detect nuances and flavors um, far more than most people. So I went on all these coffee cupping classes and workshops. I love it. But what I found is you can't be a snob with coffee. If people want to add cream, condensed milk is very popular in some regions, um, sugar, all types. There no, should be no snobbery. It's all about preferences. So. I learned something that's very important. So Neil, you can't be a snob. <laughs> no, I don't think it, I don't think it's a snob thing. It's more like coffee was to me. It was as black as just that you drink it to taste it, and that's that's, yeah. that's the way it is. So I'm often I'm often on the. This is our seventh episode, and I think you may have been you may be the first guest who is on this side of the coffee drinking universe. So I, I appreciate that. Well, I always say I like it dark and bitter, like me. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the case, but we'll go with it. We'll go with it for this this episode. Karen, what are like you having I'm, today? Because you always strong. shift it around. Yeah. Well, I have what is Harry and David's chocolate raspberry. 
and it is actually quite delicious. Let me. There you go. So, nice. Spin it here, but um, I use creamer, but I only use um, it's the almond vanilla creamer, so it adds a vanilla almondy taste to it. I, I enjoy it. Very nice. Very nice. Well, now you're tempting me. I would actually use a vanilla stick and stir my coffee to get that vanilla. Oh, yeah. It's a matter of preferences. Mm-hmm. I like it. Well, in honor of, you know, we have a vet joining us from New York today. So I'm having Zabar's coffee from, from New York. It's in the cup. I'm just in the, it's, I'm a big fan of that. I grew up on it. We have a, a box shipped like once a week or once, once a month, not once a week, uh-huh. where they, uh, my wife drinks their tea as well. So I've converted mm-hmm. her to Zabar's tea. So uh, we always get it uh, shipped down. Actually, you've inspired me now. Anytime I go to Zabar's, the line is too long, so I never get their coffee. So maybe, even though I'm in New York, maybe I'll get it shipped. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. We, I miss being able to go to the uh, to the store. Uh, yeah. Getting it shipped is, is second second to none, I guess. And their bagels are pretty darn good, too. Now, is Joe's a New York region coffee, or can you get that nationally? That's I, question number one. It's shipped anywhere. But I believe their locations are all in New York. Now, if you had to have, Z- if you had to choose between Zabar's and Joe's, what I would you choose? Definitely Joe. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Now I'm going to have to get more Joe's and see if I well, can do my own co- competition. Maybe I'll ship you a batch because they have a sample pack, which is quite nice. Now, see, we did talk about this before, and I don't know what to get from Joe's, so that's probably why I wouldn't rank it. So I will take you up on your offer of a coffee shipment. Okay, I'll I'll take care of that. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've sufficiently put the coffee conversation to bed, um, we talked. We introduced you, Vet, but tell us a little bit about your role here at PPA. Sure. Um, well, I'm director of people development, and that encompasses many areas. And Karen mentioned something about customer excellence a moment ago, quality as well. But also uh, part of my role is really developing and delivering workshops for many, many of our clients. So I've been with BPA about 22 years. So I've definitely had the opportunity to work with many of our clients in the U.S., um, abroad. I've traveled extensively to our clients throughout Europe, um, had a lot of uh, clients from Asia come over to Europe and and meet with me for the training. So definitely had a lot of great opportunities to meet people from throughout the world and run workshops. Um, and with, at BPA, from the start of our relationship with a client, uh, we work closely with each client to support the goals and the objectives of their organization. So every workshop that we deliver is completely tailored to that client mm-hmm. and what their needs might be. So whether a client needs advice or guidance in setting up their quality assurance program, we're there to help with that. Maybe they want to maximize the effectiveness of their, their current activities. Maybe they have quality program where they just really want us to supplement it and help them drive that further towards customer excellence. We're there to help with that. Uh, Developing customer journey maps um, or really just investigating uh, the best way to measure performance objectively. And so we help with all of that. But part of my role as a trainer is to partner with our clients uh, to really maximize the impact of human interactions in every customer contact. So starting with a thorough, thorough assessment of the individual goals and developing their team to where they really want to get to. So what I really strive to do is fully understand each client and their unique business and identify the right interventions and drive improved customer engagement, 
uh, deliver training workshops, facilitate workshops, and so on. So the you, you spoke about the human element there and how that's a, a huge driver and and getting agents, supervisors, managers, leadership to understand that you know the impact that the human element has. Could you expand on that a little bit about what what the human element means to you and how it uh, how it's integrated into the the workshops? Yeah, absolutely. It's all about the human element. I, I think our workshops. Um, we really strive to emphasize the human element in every customer engagement. So a customer can hear a script a mile away. I mean, they get on the phone, they hear that script, and it immediately conjures up a lot of negative uh, feelings and images. So, you know, the, from the, um, the subtlest response may be just tuning out the agent because they can hear that script going. And maybe they'll, you know, wait patiently until the agent is finished with their script. But that customer is definitely not feeling that connection with the agent at that point. They're just tuning them out. Um, and sometimes it really even escalates to maybe some customers feel very irritated by the script and they may perceive the agent as insincere or robotic. So scripting definitely has a negative connotation. Um, either way, this is definitely not the impact that our customers um, are looking to leave. So what we do with the human element workshops is we begin with the supervisor and management teams and uh, start helping them recognize the need to make a sincere connection with each and every customer. And I kind of think back to how we started this interaction. We're sharing a coffee together and it really just puts people at ease. You just um, enjoy um, flavors and, and chat together. And the human interactions really need to be sincere. Um, and this type of human element workshop focuses on providing effective coaching so that the supervisors and managers are able to uh, develop their contact center agents and recognize, help them recognize how to meet the individual needs of their customers. So traditionally, coaching really has revolved around just uh, meeting with an agent, going over the metrics, uh, insisting that the agent achieve the metrics of the, on the evaluation form. So a lot of times agents were left feeling that they either passed or failed in evaluation. And this can be very demotivating for an agent, especially if they feel they failed. But even for the agents that succeeded and they did achieve the goals, sometimes they weren't even aware of how they achieved those goals. So they weren't able to mimic it and repeat it in future conversations with customers. But the goal of the human element is to really coach to having that positive impact on the customer, having meeting uh, the customer where they are, meeting their needs, their specific needs and goals of that conversation, really hearing them, really connecting with them based on their state of mind during that conversation. So it's coaching to meeting the needs of the customer, certainly understanding what's being measured so that the agent can achieve the goals, but understanding really what's being measured and how, it, how that is likely to impact the customer. So they have a reason to achieve the goals as opposed to just doing it because they need a good score. So yeah. the element is all about people. It's, it's interesting, Karen. And, um, a theme throughout these episodes uh, has been that, that human interaction. You know, going back to, to David's uh, conversation that we had with him where he told the story of the, you know, going into a contact center and the manager you know, saying, you know, here's, here's an agent who does it really well. I want my entire contact center to, to sound like this particular agent. And there's big data and there's there's all types of metrics and analysis that, that, that goes into establishing what those behaviors are. But there's also that human element, right, that you can't lose. It's that making that connection with somebody. And it just you know hit me through. The, it's been a theme through 
all of the different conversations that we've had is that it's a little bit of everything. It's a little bit of data to point you to where your issues are. Uh, but it's at the end of the day, it's that human element to make that connection, um, you know, with somebody that you're coaching down to that. Sometimes we get lost. The data is that you, we lose the faces and we lose the personalities of, of individuals and being able to coach effectively is, uh, is such a, is such an important part of, of the success of, of a contact center or, or anything in life, really. Absolutely. And it's interesting when you mentioned David. So David always uses the example of walking into a call center and maybe chatting with agents that he meets in the break room, let's say, and really seeing loads of personality, enjoying conversations with them, and suddenly walking past them as they're sitting at their desk with their headset on. And suddenly they're this scripted robotic person. And it's just so funny that, and you see that all the time, suddenly the headset goes on and it's a whole different interaction. So once we finish working with the supervisors and managers and, and looking at coaching techniques and, and coaching to the human element, uh, we then start working with the agents as well. So to really help them break out of that uh, robotic mold of headset on robotic interaction. So we work with them to really start looking at bringing their personality into the conversations, as well as really uh, understanding the personality style of the customer so that they can really get to the bottom of what this customer really need, needs and wants. And um, so our workshops with the agents really focus on that, just being a human in the interaction and mm. meeting the customer at, um, based on their state of mind. And I always say people, you know, when you talk about empathy, um, people always say you should show empathy in a call and so on. But to an agent, uh, very often coaches will ask an agent, um, well, how would you feel if you were that customer? And very often the agents say, well, I don't care if someone shows empathy. I don't care if someone says it. So agents may not feel that empathy relates to them. But the most important thing is, how, what does this customer want? What, what do, do they want in this interaction? Some want an awful lot of empathy. They want to hear the words. They want you to um, really uh, talk about how they're feeling. Others would like you to move forward and find the solution for them. So again, it's helping agents identify what, do, what the unique needs are of that person on the phone. That's interesting. What what type of um, best practices would you recommend to you know a coach or or whoever's speaking with the agent or training agent up to, to do that? How do you go about identifying whether or not a customer is like, look, I just need my problem solved on my own phone, yeah. uh, as opposed to someone who who is going to need a, a different level of, of of attention? I would say listen to the first few words that come out of the the customer's mouth because when the the customer is phoning up. They're, they're rehearsing what they're going to say. And the first few words, yeah, they're thinking about what they want to say. And those few words mean a lot to that customer. And I always say, listen to those few words. They'll give you such a strong indication right from the start how they're feeling. And then throughout the conversation is checking back on what words they're now using mm. to really see what they're feeling. So if someone calls up and said, I'm really worried about A, B, and C. Well, now you know you need to use words of reassurance you have to put their mind at ease and let them know they're in good hands and that you're able to help them. Uh, if someone says, listen, my cell phone is dying. I need to take care of this really quickly. Well, they don't want any fussing. They want you to get to the point. <laughs> so again, it's picking up on what their needs are and um, just those few words. And so oftentimes repeating back some of their words will show them um, that you get it. Now, I'm not talking about paraphrasing. Paraphrasing is good, but it can sound very scripted. But when I say repeating back, what I'm referring to is if a customer says, I'm worried or concerned, 
Let's be a pity pack. You know what? Let me see what I can do right now to alleviate some of your concerns. Or however the agent wants to word it, but identifying that you have heard what, what they're feeling or thinking. And that really will move the dial from the start in the conversation. It's good tips. Very good tips. So uh, you've, you've, you've been in this sphere for, for a long time and you've, you've run many workshops. And I'm wondering if you have a specific memory or a, an anecdote from any one of your, your, your experiences as a trainer that you'd, that you'd like to share. Oh, I've had many. I've been doing this for maybe 22 years and I love it. So again, I've had opportunities to travel to many different places. And one thing that stands out, you know, I work with so many different nationalities and so on. At the end of the day, no matter what culture uh, a customer is phoning in from or a region of the world, people want the same thing. They want to be heard and they want to be listened to and taken care of sincerely. And I don't think people vary that much in a sense. So just by listening, you can really um, make that impact on an individual. But for me, every workshop leaves an impact on me in one way or the other. I have so many fond memories, but some, some that really stand out, you know, I have some that are touching, some that are funny, of course, some that are embarrassing because I'm not always the most graceful person in front of a room. <laughs> but for, uh, one of one that stands out is touching um, during one of my workshops. Um, well, during my workshop, I always encourage introspection and self-awareness. So, you know, I really get people thinking about their approach, that what motivates them, why they behave the way they do, whether it's a coach, a coaching an agent or an agent speaking to a customer. And I, I just remember at the end of one of my workshops, um, a woman came up to me and she started to cry. And But it was a good cry. She was just releasing mm -hmm. her feelings. And she said this was life changing. And it was it came at a time in her life that she really needed it, but it was life changing. And and that stood with me. And I often think of this woman and um, she and I have kept in touch. And it was really lovely. Um, at this point, we're not in touch daily or anything, but she was right. such a lovely woman and it really stood out to me. But I have had funny moments as well. Um, when I, oh, this was very embarrassing. <laughs> um, one afternoon, I was standing in front of the conference room and it was a very, very small room and it was a, a, an oval um, conference table and everyone was packed in very tightly. So as I was squeezing my way around the room, trying to write on flip charts and everything, I actually stumbled and I fell into the lap of a gentleman just sitting to my right. And I was mortified. My, my inclination was just, just jump up quickly, but he was a real character. He actually embraced me and kept me on his lap in the whole room. I mean, it was about <laughs> five minutes, people were roaring laughing. So wow. no matter how embarrassing the moment is, somehow it brings the human element to the training as well. You know, they see me as a human then, or at mm -hmm. least that's how I justify it. I don't know. <laughs> right, right. Well, that works too, either way. <laughs> Definitely memorable. Oh, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> For everybody. Absolutely. Yep. absolutely. Right. A yep. third memorable moment, if I have time, is... Um, one of my conferences in, uh, I was training in California and this group, I was with them for about three days. And during the morning of the third day, uh, the group was very unique. I'll have to say that. And during the morning of the third day, suddenly all these people who were sitting in their seats were now getting under the conference room table, leaving me standing at the front of the room. And I, and I just thought, oh my gosh, what are they up to now? You know, how distracting I thought, you know. <laughs> And it turns out we were having an earthquake and it was a 4.0 magnitude and I, I just couldn't feel it. 
And um, what they explained to me later when everyone was safe was when you're sitting in a chair, you can oftentimes feel the earthquake a lot more than if you're standing. So it, it wasn't unusual that I didn't feel it, but they felt it very strongly. So again, just lots of different funny moments in training. The teacher became the student in that particular situation. This is a good point. I like that. I learned yeah. a lot. And, and nobody told you, get down. Well, they were too busy saving themselves. <laughs> <laughs> or don't worry about her. She'll be fine. Yeah. In California, actually, uh, there's um, safety training. Everyone uh, has been trained and they're all trained to take immediate action. And one of the steps is if you're in a conference room with surrounded by windows, get under the table. So, you know, they didn't realize they had a New Yorker standing there who had no idea about the safety protocols. <laughs> so. It's, it's sort of a segue to that, but we, um, BPA has uh, many utility clients and, and every meeting that I ever always starts with a safety briefing uh, due to this, you know, where's the exit where, you know, how many people are around? Let's make sure we can, you know, where do we meet if something happens? So it's, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's great that, that companies take the, take the opportunity to make sure that, uh, that everybody knows what, what to, what to do in case of an emergency, not the out of state instructor, but <laughs> as long as everybody in the room knows what to Actually, do. Actually, there have been updates to that. Most now have protocols to make sure that the vendors do know or visitors or trainers. So very often starting any training, there'll be a representative who goes through the safety protocols. Oh, so, good. Good yeah, stuff. Good. Must have Excellent. Safety Notice first. The earthquake. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Well, Beth, thank you for your time today. Um, My pleasure. Great to hear the insights, uh, the human element and how important it is. And, uh, it's certainly an element that, that needs continued focus and renewed focus as we uh, look at all aspects of, of how we're impacting agent behavior and, and customer behavior, really how they interact with us. So um, mm -hmm. I'm fond of saying that we teach our customers how to, how to act uh, with us by our own behavior. Uh, so as much as we learn from them, they learn from us. So mm -hmm. having that human element is so, so very important. So thank you for your, for your insights and, uh, and your time today. My pleasure. And if you want to learn anything more about our training workshops, all the varieties, lots of information on our website. Excellent. Sure. And we'll, uh, we'll put a link uh, below to that information in, mm -hmm. uh, in this chat as it goes out or in this, as it goes to social media outlets everywhere. So we'll, uh, all right. we'll include a link to that. All right. Oh, thank great. You, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Have a great, great weekend. Have a great weekend happy, of Friday podcast. Happy Earth Day. Happy Earth <laughs> okay. Day. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.